Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Stacy, Devin, how are you? I'm recovering from an explosion in the kitchen. What? Yeah, so let me explain. Okay, I'm waiting. Uh, and this will go, well, and this can, well, this will go into what I'm drinking, just so you know. Okay, all right, perfect. This, okay. Is, this, is, this is a great, yes, okay. Explosion yeah, okay. and then drink. I am I am yes. here for it, for it. Okay, so I am drinking one of my Shaker and Spoon boxes. Again, Yay! not a sponsor, but I'm sure Shaker and Spoon! I really need to send them an episode. Sp- and just sponsor like, our goddamn podcast already. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I, I, I uh, promote your drinks every single week. The least you could do is send me one free box. <laughs> send anyway. me a free box while you're at it. Cause That's true. You, know. you haven't even been able to try them yet, I have so. not. I have not. They should send me a free box. Do they send you the alcohol with this stuff? No, it's not the alcohol. It's no! The okay. I know. Yeah. Well, but actually, he's like probably get it in Tennessee, so that's probably not a bad thing. Anyway, continue. Yeah, tell tell us okay. your tell us your tell us your story of the exploding okay. kitchen. So, what I'm drinking tonight is part of the rye whiskey box. If you remember, uh, whew, it was the episode where we had Thomas on. I was drinking the um, yes whiskey drink. So, this is a whiskey drink that is a baklava sour. Baklava. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's made with mm-hmm. the syrup that you put on baklava. You know baklava, right? The little yes. No, I I I get it. I know what they are. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so it's made. You put the whiskey, and then you put in the syrup, and then you put in lemon juice, and that's what makes it the, the sour piece or whatever. Okay. But also, what's part of this is you put egg white in it because, and it makes it kind of frothy and kind of like a dessert drink kind of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and so that's good and fine, except for I didn't realize, I guess, and I can only assume that it's the egg whites because I had it in the shaker okay. and I was shaking it. And I guess, and I've done, I've made a hundred, a hundred drinks at this point, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, tonight, not, tonight. <laughs> not tonight, not tonight, not tonight. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but in general, in my life, I've made hundred, a hundred drinks, right? Um, and I'm shaking it and all of a sudden <laughs> the cap, and I did have my finger on the cap, but I think I moved it because I was just trying to readjust my hand. The cap goes flying off and the egg white or the mic, the drink mixture, like comes bursting out of the mix, a uh, shaker, like volcano style. Holy shit. Yeah. And so I think it has something to do with egg whites. It built up pressure in the shaker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. So now there's sugar and egg whites all over my kitchen. (laughs) And I was like, got to go record a show. I'll I'll come back to it later. (laughs) Yeah. I'll come back to it later when there's ants, you know, everywhere probably. Because that's how how you get ants. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) that was uh, quite the experience. But the drink is good. Like I said, it kind of tastes dessert-like. Um, yep, yep. I do enjoy it, but that was an exciting <clears throat> The baklava evening. sour. The syrups taste of honey, walnut, and rose and orange blossom waters. And along with an egg white for a luscious texture, <laughs> it shakes up the sharp edge of rye into something considerably softer and brighter. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you that, looked that it was, up. That, yeah, was my voice, that was my voiceover. Um, it's very nice. I yeah, love it. Voiceover sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should do some ASMR. No, no, I do not need to do that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so how are you, one, and then after you say that, please continue into what you are drinking. I am good. I am very good because I have had almost a half a bottle of wine at this point. Um, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's the uh, it's the Freak Show. Freak Show. Okay. Um, Cabernet. Mm-hmm. Where the hell is this from? American Canyon, California, um, okay. at a Michael David winery. Michael David, isn't that like Mad Dog 2020? Anyway, mm. um, I really enjoyed this this Cabernet. I've had it before. Um, it's a little bit pricier than my than my usual price point. Um, so I think it's like seventeen dollars, as opposed to like 
ten dollars, <laughs> which is my normal. Um, yeah. But uh, but it's like it's really good. It says Lodi, California here on the front, but then in the back it says American Canyon. So I don't know what the difference is between those two. But anyway, huh. um, but it has a nice label mm-hmm. <laughs> with of a course. circus. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's a it's a nice cab. I like a nice cab. Yeah, I, I like a nice cab. So that's what yeah. I'm drinking. Nice. I want to look at the difference between American Canyon and uh, American Canyon, California. Maybe one is where the company is, and one is where the wine was grown, or something. I have the hiccups now. That's not a good sign. Maybe <laughs> that could be it. Um, American Canyon, California, is a previously known as Napa Junction. So it is in Napa County, which, as I have said before. Yep. It's the best place to get wine. Um, but I don't... But Lodi... Where is Lodi? Okay. Sorry. This is me okay. doing really boring stuff for people on who are listening to this podcast. I am so Google sorry. Searches. Google searches are super exciting on it's, podcasts. It's so exciting. I mean, like, I know that we have... I know that my company, <clears throat> which I'm not going to talk about, has a store in Lodi. That's all I know. Um... Yeah, I've it, heard of it before. Yeah, it's in what Sa- like. San Joaquin County. Hmm. Um, let's see. Lodi is known for wine grape production, although its vintages have traditionally been less prestigious than those of Sonoma and Napa counties. So it is not the same county. <laughs> for whatever. I don't know what that matters. It doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, uh, I like this wine. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> So you're probably doing good because, from what I understand, this is your second to last week for the homeschooling. Oh, it is so true. So, um, yes. Um, (laughs) So I am going to be going back to work full time, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I think is okay. Still trying to figure that out, but... um, but I wanted it, so it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I asked for it. It wasn't like it was like a you have to do this thing. It was like, a, could I please come back to full time? So it's good. Um, but that's happening in like two weeks. So next week has been forced to be the last week of homeschooling. Yeah. Um, we will be right at like the 180 days that we are required to do for homeschooling. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. So it'll be fine. Um, that we're ending a couple days early. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have I have bittersweet feelings about it. Because on the one hand, I am really, God, I'm so grateful that the kids are going to go back to school at the beginning yes. of June. And they're going to be around their friends and around people who actually know what the fuck they're doing. I'm like, me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's going to be great. Um, and, you know, and like, they kind of drive me crazy sometimes. Today was a great example of that. I was about to pull my hair out like 500 times today. Um, They get into this, like they play off of each other and they play against me now, which is not Mm. good. Um, And so like, you know, Kes will do something to rile Kai up and then Kai will play into whatever she's doing and they'll both be like against whatever mommy's trying to do. And I'm just like... (gasps) I'm going to throw you both out the window. (laughs) We have got to do this thing right now. Stop it. Um, So it's a little, it's a little frustrating. And like they always, I have basically only managed to do homeschooling because I have basically bribed them with sugary snacks the entire time. So (laughs) essentially my day is this sit down, start circle, start to read a book halfway through the book. Can I have an Oreo? (sighs) <sighs> go get an oreo bring it back start to finish the book don't quite get done with the book can i please have a starburst go back and get a starburst come back <laughs> like this is pretty much my entire freaking day is just giving them sugary snacks so they will just stay put while i teach them things it's horrible yeah. um so yeah so it's gonna be good when they go back to school i think um but i am also gonna miss it because yeah. You know, I've got to spend like over a year spending almost every single waking, breathing moment with them. Yes. And that has been driving me crazy. But also it's been really great because that's like what I always wanted. That was <laughs> yeah, literally what I wanted to do. Um, and so 
don't know, it's bittersweet right now because I know it's going to be the last week. And so I feel like I've got to like savor it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but also there's like a lot of pressure to savor it. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, if they start acting like shits, <laughs> gonna do like just savor that moment too or throw them out the window i don't know right yeah <laughs> i don't know it'll um, just make you appreciate both ways so when they're exactly sweet, be like oh this was great and then when they are little jerks then you can be like oh right so this is exactly ending. that yes that is exactly Which, my plan this story and we don't have to jump right into our topic yet if there's something else you want to cover but it is absolutely perfect for what we're going to talk about. No, because... this is... I'm good to jump in. We can jump in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to do like a little segue here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, this is weird. You're usually the segue queen. I know. I'm the um, segue queen. You're you're being a segue queen. I don't understand I what's happening. I know. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, this is actually, for the first time ever, basically <laughs> a continuation of our previous episode. This is part two. <laughs> this is part two. Part, part two of two. last yeah. last uh, last week's episode. Yes. Um, this On is last the, week's episode. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. Maybe we should have done a little recap. <laughs> um, but anyway, so last week we mentioned... Well, I guess I will. So we talked about uh, me being... Our, the hedonic... Hedonic? 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 H-E-D-O-N-I-C. Hedonic treadmill. Yes. Treadmill, where people tend to have a baseline and they will always return to that baseline, regardless of what happens to them. And I just talked about how my baseline tends to be on the happier end of the uh, spectrum and how I appreciate that, which then the question came up of toxic positivity. And so we had talked about and discussed uh, watching a YouTube channel called Cinema Therapy. Yay! Yeah! Where a a therapist and a movie producer watches movies together and they talk about the science behind or the therapy theology behind the actions being taken. Or (laughs) therapy ideals? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, um, Behind? Theories. Theories. Theories, Therapy, Yeah. There, yes, yes. It's theology, religion. <laughs> uh, yeah, because theology is a religious thing. <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> I was thinking it as a theory, as like Therapy a, a conjugated word. Yeah. Uh, English major. <laughs> um, the therapy theories. Therapy there we theories go. There we go. Behind yes. the um, scenes that are happening. Yes. And the other guy talks about like kind of the movie aspect of why they they do these and things in movies or whatever but they both so cry that's yes! the spoiler yes <laughs> and it is amazing i love like, it i've only watched two episodes so far and i have absolutely loved them both it's so much so that we kind of have like a, a routine that every Saturday morning we get our coffee, we get our breakfast, and James and I sit on the couch and we watch some various, we have like certain YouTube channels that we watch together. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so we're going to add that to the rotation. Because Yay! Um, I did yeah. subscribe to it, and I do not subscribe to many, many, many things. No, so. yes, me neither, me neither. Um, so I was a little surprised because although the video was called Toxic Positivity and it's about the Pixar movie Inside Out. Yes, yes. Um, they did. They actually didn't spend that much time on literal po- uh, toxic positivity. That's but, true. Yeah. But I was a little surprised on that. But what yes. they did spend time on, which is what I'm bringing back around to your story, <laughs> is that... Sadness is really important when it comes to joy. Yes. Bittersweet is kind of the perfect emotion because in order to like, it's like kind of like sadness is how you know, like the ultimate love. Right. Right. You have that, you experience that empathy or compassion for that person that you love. Where otherwise you'd be like, well, that sucks for them, but I don't care. You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so bittersweet is kind of that perfect emotion of really appreciating the love that you have for them and also having that joy that it happened also. So um, it's kind of, I love that without any prompt practice or notes, you picked bittersweet (laughs) for what you're going through. Because I think that is, it's perfect. 
you love them and you have spent this time with them, but boy, are you ready to move on? Right. And, you know, so you're sad, but you also love them and, you know, they're moving on. So, you know, like, you're you're past this place. So, yeah, perfect segue into our topic. And I love that you did that without even knowing it. I also love that the two things that you you used to describe bittersweet were both positive. (laughs) 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 Because that is so you. I can't help it, okay, Devin? (laughs) I can't help it. Help it. In fact, I was thinking a lot about, like, I don't, I think we said this on our, um, episode but i'm not sure we did but we were talking about returning to work and kind of like our different views on that yes, and you yeah. were like your view was i knew it would i always knew it. Would come to <laughs> i knew it was gonna come to this yeah yeah <laughs> which i want to say to be fair and i think our listeners would agree <laughs> i think you were in a little bit of a rare mood last week and that i still don't think that you're uh, that much of a pessimist but you were just in a mood I could be wrong. I'm not trying to downplay your feelings, but yeah, I was in, um, I was in a little bit of a mood last week. That yeah, is yeah, true. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yours was. I always knew it would come to an end, and I was kind <laughs> of trying to think like, what what are my thoughts? And I think my reaction is like basically, well, that was nice while it lasted. You know, right, like, right, right. It's the same you, thing. Yeah, it's just and a different way of looking at it. Talked about gratitude and how if you're happy, yes, how can you? you know, how do you make sure that you have gratitude? And I think, I think it's the gratitude that leads to happiness sometimes. Right. No, absolutely. For having that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Like that is a very important practice to put in play. Um, and it's a, and it's a thing that you can use and it's, (laughs) it helps you work against toxic positivity, which we'll talk about in a minute, because being grateful for things that are actually there, help you be mindful of what's going on and be grateful for the other forces in your life that are not related to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, and there's lots of stuff I can be grateful for. Like I can be grateful for the fact that I'm still employed. I can be grateful for the fact that I will have a full-time job. I'll be grateful for the fact that. You know, I'm gonna have awesome benefits and you know that my people love me enough to like keep me on. <laughs> Despite yeah, the fact yeah. that I feel like a hot mess half the time, but I'm glad they still love me anyway. Um, right. You know, or so. grateful that we got a vaccine so that we can at least yes! go back to the office and socialize in Exactly, person. exactly. So there's lots of stuff to be grateful for. And my um my reaction to returning to work was not like, you know, <laughs> was not like a oh god, I can't believe I have no it was just like yep. <laughs> I knew this would happen. Exactly. I <laughs> called it. Yep. Called it. All right. Well, yep. now we go, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, this, uh, so I have never seen this, this <gasps> um, movie. No, no, no. I've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Oh. I was going to ask you that. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Now, it's been um, a long time. So, I, you know, right. I can't remember it exactly, but I was able to relate to the um scenes that they showed good good yep. i'm glad that you'd seen it i was a little afraid that maybe you hadn't because it's like it's very much a thing that you see with your young children and i was like <laughs> oh has she seen this i don't know <laughs> yeah well i think i had watched it i did watch it much later and i think it was because everyone talked about how good it was yeah even though it was a children's film everyone talked about how good it was and i was like okay i'll, I'll watch it so right right I've seen it recently because we watched it with the little ones, uh, okay. like within the last year. Or so yeah, um, and oh god, the the things that the therapist and uh, I don't know their names, but the the, the host, either, yeah. the hosts of this show were crying at are exactly the things that I cry at. So Aww, every yeah. single time I watch it, every single time, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so I have never heard of this of this uh youtube channel like you right. always do the youtubes and i never do the youtubes and so this was a new thing for me and i am very impressed i wa- i started watching um their show on it's a wonderful life too because it's a wonderful life is like my favorite movie of all time uh mm-hmm. so i was interested to see what they had to say about it and uh so far like i got like halfway through it and it seemed like it was going to be really good stuff so I, and I really liked this particular episode, which we will link in show notes about, uh, inside out. Um, yes. And I think that, you know, they, they don't, they don't name toxic positivity directly because they're mostly talking about like how the, how the movie combats it. But 
in oh, that yeah. process, like I feel like they kind of tell you like this is these are the things that you should do. So obviously the thing that you should not do is really focus on joy all the time and yeah. you know, like assume that that is the only emotion that you have. Uh yes, yeah. <laughs> which is which is kind of like the um uh the definition of toxic positivity. So I feel like they do get into that. Um but just like not directly, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they specifically, it's very early. It's like the, within the minute, they're like, oh, Joy, Joy's the character. I guess we should, for people that haven't seen the film. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. The characters in the film are specifically emotions inside of a child's head. And, right. And in the movie, it's talking about, you know, like how they deal with experiences and stuff like that. And so there is joy, there's sadness, there's anger, there's envy. Envy. And then there's disgust. No, wait, wait, wait. Disgust. And fear. I don't think... Is Envy yeah. one? The green one? Or is green disgust? Disgust. I think green's disgust. Oh, okay. I don't know this up now. Anyway, continue. And I will okay. I will find out. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, like a minute into the um, sadness is sad. And uh, yeah. Joy is basically like, don't cry. Everything's fine. And she's basically not validating sadness's emotions and... Um, she's just basically like brushing her aside and just being like, don't, don't look at that. Look at this, like this, you know, right. or whatever. And I think that's, that's toxic positivity is when you're ignoring and you're not actually feeling the emotions that you should be feeling. And you're kind of, right. you know, it's like, it's like when people, when you're crying and people say, don't cry. Well, that's not the response. It should be right. you know, like, you know, yes, it's okay to cry. You know, have I told the story of my mom tickling me? Have I told about that on the podcast or to you? I don't think so. Okay, I will tell that story. But I also will say very quickly that the green one is disgust. So, oh, it is disgust. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just saw green and I was like, oh, that must be envy. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So, like, I grew up. (laughs) I grew up with people who were very um, anti having negative emotions. Um, Yeah. Too, and so actually. there was, you know, when you're when you're a young teenager, when you're like a preteen, especially, and you are, um, you know, assigned female at birth, <laughs> like yes. yeah. you are, you've got a lot of hormones happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and so I was crying. I don't even remember why. Actually, I do remember why. <laughs> I was feeling very lonely. Um, you know, we lived in the, in a rural area and I was raised by a very radically, uh, feminist, anti-racist, um, liberal mom. And so I didn't have a lot of people that I got along with (laughs) in my own age group because I went to like literally a, a school that was like one step over a one, um, you know, one room schoolhouse it was yeah. one it was one classroom per grade like oh, wow. literally in the last 10 years the school has gotten so like the um the attendant or the uh enrollment has been so down that they thought about closing it down wow um, so it is a very tiny school so you know out in the middle of east tennessee <laughs> yeah now i'm this crazy radical liberal um anti-racist uh feminist whatever that I've been raised to be and who the fuck am I going to talk to? Nobody. So I was feeling very lonely. And, um, uh, so I was crying. I was just very upset crying about the fact that I was so lonely, but like my mom didn't like me crying. And so she was (laughs) telling me not to cry. And, um, and so she started tickling me. Yeah. And I was drinking a glass of water. And I remember this so clearly. This will always be in my in my head. Um, we, <laughs> we had these ridiculous goblets that we got from like some thrift store that had, they were blue and they had peace signs <laughs> all around right? like the rim. And yeah. I had this, this cup of water that I was drinking and she was like tickling me to try to get me to stop crying. And I, mm-hmm. and I just threw my water on her like she was a witch. <laughs> it was going to like melt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I like, and then I started crying and laughing because I was like, I don't know what just happened. Cause obviously I was like 12 or something. I was not yeah. in my own right mind. Uh, and and she started crying and laughing, and it was kind of a funny thing that she continued to tell the story, like, years yeah. later. But, 
But that is an example of someone trying to be yes, <laughs> like toxically positive, right? Yeah, <laughs> and be like, just don't feel, don't feel these feelings. Like, but I'm feeling these feelings right now. Just let me feel these feelings, you know? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> absolutely. Um. Well, on a very different note, yes. related, I um. I so, okay so you say I watch the YouTubes but I've kind of just started easing like James has always been like the let's watch this YouTube video so we've watched YouTube but I've just recently like in the past few months got into my okay. own YouTube yes. kind of thing like finding my own channels to watch right right and um so now this isn't one I follow but it's one that popped up on my like suggested and mm-hmm. it was like how I became a sociopath or something and I was like <laughs> what I was like, I've got to watch this. And, oh, God. Uh, yeah. And so. That sounds I, terrible. Know, it does. But it was actually really interesting. Well, uh, the one I watched, I think, was something like dating a sociopath or something like that. But um, she also had one that I saw that was how I became. So I got to watch that one. But anyway, um, I you always think of sociopath as um, like murderers or s- serial killers or whatever. But, or at least I do. That's the way they've been framed. Um, right. But. There's psychopaths, sociopaths, and narcissists. And uh-huh. um, the way she explained the difference, well, she actually didn't get into narcissists at the part that I watched, but uh, between psychopaths and sociopaths is that narcissists or psychopaths are kind of wired at birth to be kind of different, and, and um, sociopaths are kind of groomed that way and the way she explained it is like when you're young you're kind of taught to not feel emotions and that's how you become a sociopath and i was like oh god am i a sociopath like what does that you know like not that i think i am but you know i was like you can be trained to be a sociopath right um a little a little shocking there but so yeah i'll keep watching and i'll report back yes please this, do like, please interesting do things but i also come from a I had an upbringing where it wasn't okay to feel emotions you know right. you were upset or crying and it was you know stop right. that or you know don't cry you know, right whatever it was it's not warm at all so, no no yeah no. but <laughs> see uh, this so is anyway. a, this is the thing that we have in common <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> oh Oh, great so So, yeah anyway go ahead (laughs) no that's okay um the funny thing is so also very shortly so i have several notes on this i took way more than i expected but okay good i took some um, okay the comment that they make like very soon into the video is um we think we should be happy all the time or else we have to fix it and i'm pretty sure like literally verbatim i said that in our last episode is I'm just naturally happy all the time. And if something's not right, then I just fix it. <laughs> I know. I thought about you when I heard that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But so I was like, Oh, you know, like red, red, red flag. What? Red alert. Um, red alert. Yeah. Red alert. Red alert. But then he goes on to say that it's okay to, um, have joy and happiness as long as it's authentic right he says what that leads to is people being fake um often something is wrong they're not dealing with it and they are fake and that damages relationships right i don't i don't think that i do that i know i am it is also interesting because especially in a professional setting there have definitely been times where i have interacted with people that i do not like but i have been very pleasant and nice to them right and i at first was like what's wrong with me am i fake like that was the kind of the thought that i had yeah yeah no i this is a work environment i have to be and just also just being a a human being Mm -hmm, like i mm -hmm. have to be nice to people yeah exactly and it's i think there is a difference between running up to someone and being like oh hey betty you know whatever i I, i've missed you so much and hugging them you know that would be fake where just saying like you know betty comes up and talks to you and then you're like you know yeah okay Thank right, you, please, thank right. you, whatever, and you just act normal. Um, so yeah, so I after he explained that, I was like, okay, I think I'm safe. But it was just really funny that I literally said that like, <laughs> same phrase. In our yes, last yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<sighs> but I thought more of it from your point of view. I don't feel like you necessarily are like, oh, I've got to fix this. Like, I feel like you are... Uh, like you feel like that about other people. So like if other pe- like whenever I come to you oh, with a problem, yeah. I feel like you're like wanting to help me automatically, which I appreciate. But also I'm like, yeah, it's okay if you don't fix it. Like I'm just coming to you with the problem. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. I have that problem. I don't know when people just want me to listen and when they want me to fix a problem. And right. so I need just... PSA, I need you to say, I just want to vent. And then I'm like, okay, I can be in here. I can be in here. But otherwise, I'm going to I'm gonna try to solve your problem for you. It's right, just the way right. it is. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. So that's probably a little bit of me accidentally talks. Maybe not. I don't know if it's toxic positivity in that case. But it is kind of like me trying to fix it instead of saying... Like, it's okay to just, like, be sad yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to, I feel like I wrote the notes about that particular one, too, but I'm not seeing it now for some reason, so I guess I didn't. Um, but I did think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, being genuine is important. Um, I wrote a yeah. lot of quotes when I was going through it. Like, okay. the, the first quote that I wrote down was, if it's all happiness, then there's no growth. And yeah. Uh, I think these. I think all the quotes that I wrote were from the therapist guy, whose name yeah. I forget. Um, but, <laughs> like uh, that was like a really interesting thing for me to think about because um, I feel like I do a pretty good job of understanding that like I can't be happy all the time. Yeah, and like accepting whenever I'm well, kind of, kind of accepting when I'm upset. I still like get aggravated with myself when I'm sad or aggravated i get aggravated at being aggravated um but (laughs) like well but also last episode you said that you when something is bothering you you suppress it you yes absolutely so i think that's that's something 100 percent, i do um but like it's important to know that like if you are going through shit like there is growth like that's the whole point of um you know bad things happening you grow Growth is painful and like, you know, that's part of it. Um, so anyway. Oh, yeah. Positivity is a wonderful thing as long as it's real. That was the other thing that I wrote. That yeah. relates back okay, to your yeah, yeah, genuine thing. Yeah, that's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you so you next. What's your next note? <laughs> okay, yeah. So one of the things, so like you said, facing things or whatever, mm-hmm. this thing I felt or I thought was super interesting was the whole nightmare thing where he said, yes, often <laughs> people have nightmares because they're not facing something, even if it, even, they may not even know it's there. It could be subconscious. Right. And if you don't face it, then it surfaces as a nightmare. Yes. And I wanted to ask, I don't know, and I'm not trying to say anything, but do you have nightmares? Because you talked about suppressing feelings do yes. you often have nightmares um i mean i don't feel like i have them often but i do have them you know some so yeah. it's not like i don't ever have nightmares i do have nightmares and uh and i have like anxiety dreams and mm-hmm. weird dreams um mm-hmm. that come up that i am sure related to that. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i was talking to thomas actually earlier tonight because one of the recurring dreams i've been having recently it's like I keep going back to the old farmhouse that my grandparents remodeled when I was a young child. Mm-hmm. So there was like, they moved to East Tennessee when I was like two. And mm-hmm. they bought this old farmhouse and like 15 acres of land out in in Greene County. And that was kind of like my home because like my mom went everywhere. Um back and forth and like that was like home base right like no matter what happened in my life i could go back there and my grandparents would be there and you know like that was the safe home place Mm -hmm. and for some reason i have been having like almost every single night it's a dream that revolves around that house so like Hmm. either i i'm owning the house and i'm remodeling it or my grandparents are there and we're like arguing about different things that have to happen in the rooms or someone else has bought it and I'm like showing up and being like this used to be where I live will you please let me see it like it is it is really weird (laughs) huh so I wonder if something's in flux right now and you're uh, trying to get back to your home base I mean it might be (laughs) that would not be that 
I'm, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a dream expert. <laughs> <laughs> but that that happens to me more than like bad dreams. Like, yeah. Um, so I feel like I probably, based on that information, I feel like I probably scratched the surface, but I only scratched the surface. So like yeah. I deal with the most negative or the most positive or the most whatever, but then I throw everything else down and then my brain's like, no, nah, nah, sorry. Hey, hey, ha. <clears throat> <laughs> we need yeah. to deal. We need to deal with all the other stuff here. So yeah. please come back and deal with <laughs> whatever the fuck this farmhouse thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I wish, I wish he had expanded a little bit on what exactly he meant as a nightmare because right. specifically in Inside Out, the thing that's happening is there's a clown that comes to life. Er, right. And um, the clown itself is not doing, is not being scary. It's right. just that it's like so overpowering that it is scary to the other things. And so that, right. you know, does he mean nightmare as a scary or does he mean nightmare as in anxious? Like what does he right. mean? So, right. Yeah. yeah. And I was wondering, because whenever that, Whenever he was talking about the fact that if you're dealing with problems when you sleep that you don't deal with in, you know, real life or like waking yeah. life, I was yeah. like, well, what does that mean for Stacey? <laughs> yeah. When they're sleepwalking. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That. I know. And 90, well, and I haven't been doing sleepwalking as much since I quit coffee, but when I was, <laughs> it was always somebody breaking in and stealing right. my stuff. Exactly. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Now, I will say, when I was still living at home, my sister would steal my stuff all the time. And I, at one point, actually put a front door, like a deadbolt, on my bedroom door. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because when I would leave for work, I couldn't be there. And she would take my stuff. Um, And so there's, I mean, you know definitely some it's like maybe there's some, there maybe there's some stuff to unpack there yeah i don't know maybe i just need to have it out with my sister that maybe that's the root of all my <laughs> stuff but man do i not want to go there no <laughs> we don't blame you for not wanting to go there no but that's the only thing i can think of i mean i've never been robbed knock on wood um right i don't live in like a dangerous part of because chicago you know there definitely are dangerous areas i don't live in a dangerous area right you know i have no reason to think that anyone is trying to rob me but that's the reoccurring sleepwalking dream you're absolutely right right. i have no idea what does that mean i don't know i don't know i was just that was the first thing that i thought about i was just like what is stacy having to do with you know what causing her to to go beat up people what? Yeah, yeah. We need to do an episode on dreams. 100%, yes. 100%. Because dreams are interesting to begin with. But I think that's one that's going to take weeks of research. Yes. I'm we'll have adding to like, it. read some books and stuff. I'm going to add it to our things right now as we talk. Not just some articles. Like, we're going to have to dig deep into this one because it okay. is super interesting. I mean, I have. Now, look. I was raised by a pagan. I have some like dream dictionaries. Like oh. we can get we can get into okay. some big shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm just telling you. Um, I'm adding this right underneath Dolly Parton's America. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Anyway, no, I think that that's a great idea. Um, okay. I put an exclamation point by it so we know that yes. it's a good idea. Okay. Um. So I also wrote down, so I wrote that. And then before that, I also wrote down, if you've never, this is a quote, if you've never felt sad, then you can't appreciate what joy is. And that right. struck me because I was like, that's so true. Yes. Um, and like, I think that it's easy to forget that. Um, this is a segue. <laughs> So, uh, as a teenager, one of my favorite, well, still to this day, one of my favorite authors is Neil Gaiman. And one of my favorite comic books to read uh, was the Sandman series. And a spinoff of that was, um, they took one of the characters from that series who was Death. So, she was literally the person who came and took you to the afterlife when you died. Okay. and so, they also spun off the Netflix Lucifer show is based on Sandman, <laughs> just so you know, and it's... <laughs> Sorry, okay, go ahead. That was a nice, that was a nice plug, that was a nice plug. <laughs> um, <you>. Anyway, 
the point of um, it was called death, the high cost of living. And the point of it was in order for death to appreciate like what she did every day, she had to experience life as a mortal one day out of a century. And mm-hmm. so it basically followed her, her life as a mortal for this one day she gets to be mortal. Um, yeah. And she's like appreciating so much, like, you know, the taste of an apple or like, being around people or listening to music or just like all these little things um, because of course she's deaf and like right, she yeah. understands what it's like for all that to not be there. And um, so at a very early age, I had like this concept of like the appreciation of life in contrast to death. Uh, and so this kind of reminded me of that because it was like, you know, you can't, you can't really appreciate joy unless you have had that sadness and that depression and that, you know, you know, you can't just like, everything can't always be good. So yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, and this, well, yours, yeah. Um, yours was speaking more to the joy side, but one of the things I wrote down was pain and sadness is the price of love. Yes. Yeah. I wrote that one down too. Yeah, and so, so that similar idea in that, yeah, so you, if you love someone, you know it's going to result in pain or sadness at some point for right. various reasons, not just death, but, you know, other very, you know, could be various reasons, but. Um, I mean, nobody has a happy ending. At the end of the day, somebody's going to yeah. die. Like, right. that's the thing. Um, I just hit my microphone again. Um I can't remember where I read this or who said this first. I know I did not come up with this. Um, But like the thing about relationships is that even if everything goes great, like eventually one person leaves the other in death. Like you're, unless you're like, both of you are going to die at the same time, which is not very likely. um, One of you is going to leave the other and there's going to be a, you know, a mourning and a grief and, and all kinds of stuff that happens. Yeah. And that's like best case scenario. <laughs> like, right. You know, because so many marriages and divorce and even outside of that, you have fights and uh, there's just like, yeah, it's, it is sadness and pain is part of life and it is the price that you have to pay for love. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and. As a segue before we get too deep under that, though, Mm because it happened before that in the in the video. Oh, okay, Yeah, sure. um, One of the things that the therapist person was saying is that he had made a rule for his kids that (laughs) they had screen time. (laughs) Yep. They would have to do meditation afterwards. And I was like, yes, I need to put this in play for my kids like tomorrow. (laughs) Yes, so I wrote that down too because one, I know you had talked about your kids having screen time before. Yes, yes. And I thought it was so great because yeah, you know, he he brings up the perfect scenario where he's like, if they watch a kung fu movie or whatever, then they oh no, superhero. That's what he said. If they right. watch a superhero movie, then they want to go around punching and kicking everything in the house, and <laughs> they need that like intermission or that right whatever i don't know and so yeah so yeah this requires meditation yeah absolutely i don't know how you make your kids meditate but you should get on that i can do that i could do that that's not a problem i can if if it was linked to their screen time they would do it for 100 percent. but it is funny because that just another segue they are going they are going through this phase now where they will go outside and they will do the stage fighting thing so (laughs) Um, they say they're going to go outside to practice their quote unquote ninja moves. Um, and so they go outside and I can see them because usually this is in the afternoon when I'm still doing some work and they go, they're done with school. So they go outside to play. And so like Cass will pretend to sweep Kai's legs and then Kai will pretend to like fall over with this dramatic like fall and then she'll get up and she will pretend to push Cass and then Cass will fall like tumble over herself and do like a double somersault in this like ridiculously over the top um so this is like what i get to watch yeah um, i love it and yeah i also love that they're two sisters and they are doing ninja moves yes yes that you know historically or traditionally they'd be like oh we're gonna go play barbies or you know whatever yeah, no. no they're doing mother effing ninja moves <laughs> that's right they are 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, so you you go on. What's the next thing that you wanted to bring up? Okay. Um, so their thing, well, related to the child thing, I thought this was interesting. So they go through, and I did not write down the four stages of abstract thinking. But... I did not either, but that was really interesting. Yeah, the when children uh, can understand abstract thinking, they that's kind of the a, a milestone of no longer being a child. Yes, yes. And I was like, wow, like <laughs> that. I don't know. I, I for some reason I was just like, huh. So it's like every day. If I had a kid, I'd be like every day. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you understand abstract, abstract thinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would just and then and then they were they would come up with some complex abstract theory and I would be like oh congratulations here's a cake you're now an adult get a job. From a child development standpoint, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> oh, because the therapist is specifically a family therapist, so he does specialize yes. in you know children and adult family stuff. Uh, okay, so I have three more things. Okay. Okay, one, uh, the I loved that they talked about, and I've never heard it described this way, and I thought it was a perfect explanation, but basically depression versus clinical depression or anxiety versus clinical anxiety. Because oh, yeah. Often people will say they experience depression, and then you wonder, like, oh, gosh, does that mean I'm clinically depressed? Or, you know, is it okay to admit that I have depression and not right. mean that there's a bigger thing or whatever? And basically, it was like, the difference is how it impacts your daily life. Yes. Because yes, and how with, you function. How you function. Yes. Yeah. How you function. Yes. So, like, with normal, just depression and anxiety, which is totally normal to experience, but you can kind of work your way out of it eventually, right? Yes. But the clinical depression or clinical anxiety is that you can't. So no matter what you do, and it does not mean that you didn't try. Right. <laughs> you absolutely tried and it just, nothing works. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that that's huge because like, you know, I get depressed sometimes, but I know I don't suffer from clinical depression because right, yeah. I can always like, you know, I I have the ability to be like, fuck it, you know, <laughs> I will continue yeah. on, um, right. you know, and that's like, that's just part of my whatever. And so I know I don't have clinical depression, but anxiety, anxiety can put me in the fucking hospital. So like, I right. know yeah, absolutely. that, that yeah. is a problem that I have. So that is what I take my medication for, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that, um, I don't know, I've just never heard it explained that way, and I thought it was really good because, um, especially during this pandemic, I think we've all experienced some depression at some point. Right, right. And, you know, you want to think, you know, like, oh, gosh, I'm depressed today. Does that mean something's wrong? Well, no, it doesn't mean something's wrong. Right. But, you know, but then obviously, you know, if you can't get out of it, then it is, and you need to seek help, you know, or whatever. So I right. thought that was good. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. My number two thing was, I just wanted to say, which I think we we mentioned it early in this episode, but I love how much these guys cry. Because, I know. Yes, I it love it so them, much. They're so comfortable. And in this episode in particular, they were talking about, they have a third guy that you don't see on camera, but he's the cameraman. Right. <laughs> they were like, our crew over there is like ugly crying over this. You know? Right, and right. I just, I don't know. It just, it just makes me want to like, be friends with them I don't right know. no absolutely and i mean they do such it. a good job i mean and i know they do a um which i haven't watched yet but i know they do an episode on um toxic uh masculinity or what the fuck is it called? oh you haven't watched it's uh, the one with aragon did you, you no haven't i haven't yet no i haven't oh, yet no. that was the first no, one i watched no, no, no. please do please yes do. I, I will. I will for sure. Okay. Um, but like, obviously, I I totally believe whatever these guys have to say about toxic masculinity because they are like yes. obviously not that. <laughs> right. Yes. Which I and which I, I appreciate because, that. Yeah, because the producer guy starts crying, and the therapist is like, "Look at you, man. You're the perfect display of not toxic masculinity." Because he was like. You're a very manly man, and right. you're like big ish, which I think is funny because he says you're big ish. Um, 
and he's like, you're biggish, you're very manly, and I think he right. brings up a third point, which I don't remember. But He's, he's handsome. Like, he says he's handsome. Yeah, handsome, handsome. That's yeah. right. He says you're handsome. And he's like, you're sitting here crying, and that's okay, you know? And right. I, I right. love it. I love it. I do, too. Um, I do, too. So then my third thing, and I think the important message of this video in particular, and our episode here, is that, and you see this more recently lately but 100% it is okay to not be okay um, yes you have said a hundred times but they I think they do a nice job of wrapping up their video with yeah message and 100% yes I obviously I agree 100% yes, yes. Um, and then I had a couple of other things too that struck me from the episode as well if you don't mind me sharing them yeah. with you um one of the things that I was like, I don't know, it struck me. I have a really hard time. So I am I am a hoarder of mm-hmm. items and people and experiences. So I do not like to let go of things. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and, uh, and one of the things that struck me is like, because they have like this big emotional thing with when um, the girl's imaginary friend bing bong i think is the same oh, yeah you know when he leaves and like um and they say that there are some things that you have to leave behind in order to grow even if it's hard yeah and i was like <laughs> oh. <laughs> like i literally had like this i understand this and i don't like it <laughs> yeah yeah reaction to that but it's true like um you know, there's just some, you know, whether it's a relationship or whether it's, oh, yeah. um, you know, a, a thing that you do that's not healthy or whether it's, you know, a memory, whatever it is. Like, sometimes you just have to let stuff go to be able to, like, move forward, even mm-hmm. if it's something that you love, even if it's something that served you well in its time. Yeah. Like, you have to be willing to be like, I have no space for this in my life anymore. Like, I need to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for me. <laughs> it's really, yeah. really hard for me. But so that hit me hard. Um, the other thing <laughs> that hit me hard was the therapist guy, whenever he was having his emotional moment, was talking about the fact that his mom passed, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he said that every memory of his mom is colored in blue now. Like, yeah, they're There's happy memories. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like because they were they're happy memories, but because he misses his mom, they're all kind of covered in blue now. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that struck me so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true because like when you're grieving and when you're like dealing with the loss of, you know, someone who is gone, like you don't want to forget those happy things that you did with those people but every time you remember them they're gonna be a little sad because you know that you're not gonna have them ever again you know yeah um and so yeah that was oh that was that hit me hard yeah absolutely (sighs) and then um the final thing that they said that i that i really liked that i wrote down was that uh, they were talking about like this str- the strongest emotions that you can have are like this blend, right? So you can get a deeper love if you are feeling that love through struggles. So if you're like dealing mm-hmm. with grief, um, if you're dealing with sadness and you're still loving someone, you're providing that empathy yes. and comfort, like that provides, sorry, I keep hitting my microphone. Uh, that okay. provides that- passionate. <laughs> I am very passionate about this. Uh, it provides that love and that connection. Um, and I think they were talking about going the distance. Um, like those relationships will go the distance because mm-hmm. things were actually awful and you found each yes. other through it. And I really liked that as well. Um, because it's easy to be like, oh, well, my relationship's great because we never have any problems. And like, that's right. not necessarily... <laughs> No. What's going to strengthen you? What strengthens you is if you do have the problems and then you still like work through them and then you have that, you know, that connection afterwards. And I don't know, that, that felt very true to me for with my kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because anybody can do something if it's easy, but it's mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you 
stick to and i think that is um like i'm not saying that people <clears throat> that di- divorce shouldn't happen or whatever i don't know what this right, is right, sound right. Like i'm trying to say but you know it's <laughs> nobody should ever get divorced because obviously that's a wrong thing to do yeah right that's not what i mean but no <laughs> i think that it's easy to you know throw in the towel and you have to work through things like that's that you have to be will i think when you enter a relationship maybe that's the way i should have said it you know like when you commit to a relationship or maybe when you get married maybe that's the way i should go <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still working through this okay i'm still workshopping it uh, um, <clears throat> when you get married you have to have an understanding that you are committed not that you have to stay together forever right yeah sometimes it just doesn't work out people change but um it isn't that everything is going to be perfect all the time because that's anybody could do it, but right. you have to be willing to work through the problems. And I think I posted something um, <clears throat> that really struck me. It it was posted by Tiny Buddha, <clears throat> which is yes. <clears throat> a blog. <clears throat> Hold on, let me get a drink. Oh God, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just, you just died on me. <laughs> okay, Tiny Buddha. Which is, I started out as a blog, but I also follow them on Instagram. And they posted this thing, and I can't remember what it is. And maybe you could find it real quick. But I posted it in our mental health channel on Discord. Okay. Um, Yes, I will look for that as we talk. Continue. Yes, okay. But it is something about uh, relationships. Perfect relationships aren't always perfect. It's weathering the storm or something i don't know i feel like that's totally <laughs> off base but it's the right message right right exactly it exactly it was a couple i think they had an umbrella and there was rain Uh-oh. i'm remembering this kind of in my head going back looking through yeah. <laughs> i will find this i don't think it was posted that long ago um <laughs> This is really not this important, and I, we are speaking. Oh, there we go. Healthy relationships include uncomfortable conversations. Yes, yes. Okay, so that wasn't exactly tied in, but it's the same idea <laughs> of um, it's not going to be perfect all the time. And that right. Is, you know, you can be upset about something or need to work through something, and that's that's part of a healthy relationship. Right, exactly. Ooh, um, that was, thanks, that was a struggle there. Um, <laughs> No, that is, no, you're good. Um, I think that, you know, (laughs) one of the things that Thomas and I joke about all the time in sort of this offhand way is the fact that when we made our vows to each other, we never promised forever. We never promised that we, like, (laughs) we didn't promise very much. We were just like, you know what? We're going to hang out until we feel like we don't want to hang out anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was pretty much our vows. Um, And, uh, but that being said, there's like, you know, you're you're going to be there for your person. You don't have to be there forever. You don't have to yeah. definitely don't stay in a situation that's bad for you. But right. also, like, you know, if you've decided that you're going to make this commitment to this one person, like, you got to be willing to make a commitment and... And at least try. Right. Least put forth the effort. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're not willing to put forth that effort, then shame on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's my feeling about that. Anyway. Um, so the funny thing is we are at 59 minutes and we, we did wrap this up. And we didn't even get to the other topic. This technically, which I don't know that we're going to drag it out for a third episode. Apparently, we're just very passionate about this. Topic. Apparently, we really care about toxic positivity. Yeah, because <clears throat> the other thing that we were supposed to talk about today that I made a note of, but we didn't get to, was the moral obligation um, oh yeah that's right i really forgot about yeah. that yeah so but we definitely don't have time today so maybe that'll be a different topic another day <laughs> another but, time um, another time yeah but anyway but, yeah that's a good point else? no i mean and I, I guess i will i will throw that out there in case we don't get to it anytime soon which is just like you know one of the things about like you know being positive and wanting to always be positive is like there's a lot of shit that's happening in the world and at what point is it you know your duty to like i don't know hold up the the torch and say i am going to fight for this particular cause because this shit sucks you know and i understand that i'm in a position of privilege maybe um and i'm going to fight for this or um 
you know, at what point is it like, this is too much negativity. And so that's, that's an interesting conversation. And maybe we can have that later. Um, but I did want to throw that out there as like a nugget of things yeah. to consider when you're considering uh, positivity in your life. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this was, I think that does it. I think that, I think that wraps it up <laughs> as, as well as anything can. Yeah, So, there exactly. you go. Um, don't be afraid to cry. Right. That is fine to do. Please do cry. And don't let anyone tickle you um, <laughs> out of your crying. And if they do, throw water on them because and if they it'll t- fix it. <laughs> Absolutely. Those fucking witches will melt, man. <laughs> They're like gremlins. They can't get wet. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> I love you, Stacey. I love you, too. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho